This podcast features strong language, adult themes, and violence, and is not recommended for younger listeners. Enjoy! Welcome, my darling, to episode 9 of the Blood Curse Stories. You've finally calmed down. That's good. That's very good. I've had to up your dosage quite a bit to see any results. You're far more resilient than they lead me to believe. No matter. We'll fix that. Now, do you want to hear more about Max? Of course you do. Let me start off by saying I'm sorry. The last episode was a lot to process but it didn't feel right not playing it. I mean, the whole reason I want to continue this is because it feels like they all deserve it, you know? This is a whole ship of people that, for as far as I know, all of history is forgotten. They deserve to be remembered, even if it's really hard. Let's just get right into it. I'm really all over the place today. I had a few more classes that have started to suffer from all my work on the podcast, and so I had to focus on that a bit. So I am actually still sorting as I do this episode. So let's see. Um, here's a Leo one. Uh, the uh, cooking classes are going well. It's a bit strange to know that what I'm cooking was one of my animals five days ago. It's a little sad. But the dish, but the dishes are really delicious. Much fancier than anything I'd normally make for myself. But I guess it's good to try new things. Fiona's been down here to paint, but uh, she's different. Much more quiet. Well, I hope the doc didn't tell her what I said. You know, about checking up on her and all. I know it wasn't my business, but it's the right thing to do. If I was her, though, I'd be furious, I guess. Some big dumb farmer thinking he can get into my business. Maybe, maybe I should just apologize. If she comes down today, I will. I, I mean, I can't just... What the hell? The animals. They're not destroying things like they did before. It's like they just are screaming. Hey, Lucas. What is this? I don't know, boss. Something is going on with the fish. They're, they're not thrashing. It just it seems like they're screaming. Well, let's try to quiet everyone down. The kitchens will have a fit if they hear all this for too long. You handle the fish. Send two guys up here to help me with the livestock. Yes, sir. That's really weird. Oh, animals are weird, though. I've heard about stuff like that, sort of. You know, like when a storm is coming, animals start acting certain ways, but that's usually because they can smell it or something. They can't really smell rain or anything from where they are. So, what on earth is going on? Uh, I'm just going to keep powering through. All right. I was going to do Tommy, but I can't find his tape, so I need to look for that one. Uh, since Scott and Ellie quit, everything is an absolute mess, and I'm really just trying to make do. I hope this whole thing is still entertaining in some way, but at least I know it has some historical value. <laughs> okay, here's a Dr. Weissman tape. Let's do that. So, yes, thank you for reading that. A simple formality. Here is your briefcase, and all the instructions are in there. 
but let me get some basic questions out of the way, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. All right. Uh, let's start with your name and occupation. All right, darling. Josephine Valentine, but everyone calls me Josie, and I'm the head lounge singer here on the ship. But you already knew that, didn't you? Oh, well, uh, yes. That was actually when I approached you for this after a show. Yes, I must admit, I was a bit shocked at first. I don't entirely understand what kind of benefit this is to your science. But I'm always glad to help out a fan. Well, fan is a strong word. Never mind. Did you do this kind of work before joining the ship? Absolutely. I started out singing on the street corner for spare change. My family wasn't poor, mind you, but my mother made it very clear that if I wanted things like <laughs> candy, I had to work for it. So I did, and I got quite popular. When I was old enough, I got a job at a social club in the Dizzying Dames Review Show. I was just a chorus girl to begin with, but it didn't take long for them to see the kind of star I am, and I led that show for the next four years. I'm surprised you've never heard of us. I must confess, shows of that kind aren't usually what I go to. <laughs> what kind of music does a man like you like? I prefer radio stories to music myself. But now let's continue with your uh, intake. <laughs> You're funny. Yes. Well, uh, okay. What about your family? Both dead. My papa was a traveling salesman. Died somewhere out in California, as far as I was told. My mother died of... I really don't know what. She never would go to a doctor. She was a hard-headed thing. All I know is she was coughing up blood all the time, and then she was gone. But at least she got to see me perform at least once. Oh, that is indeed good. I admit you're one of the most positive people I've encountered on this ship. What's there not to be positive about? Well, it would seem tensions have been rather high, especially with the loss of our captain. I am surprised that would not have affected you. I'm not in the business of being affected, now am I? I'm an entertainer. My job is to make you all forget about death, hardships, lost love, and all those things. Such a responsibility. It's a privilege, really. All I've ever wanted to do is bring people happiness. It's not that different from what you do, is it? <laughs> well, I guess you're right. Have you been affected, Doctor? I, I beg your pardon? <laughs> By all the bad things. Oh. Does it ever get you down? I don't see you at the shows very often. I try to remember every face. Oh. No, I simply have a lot of work to do, which I do need to get back to. I trust you understand everything required of you for this test. Yes, sir. If I have any questions, I'll let you know, and quick. <laughs> well, thank you. Now take your briefcase, and I look forward to hearing what you record. Oh. <laughs> Finally, something really positive. Josie is adorable. And was she flirting with Dr. Wiseman? 
Oh, that could just be her personality. She seems to love entertaining, so she's probably already in that mode. Maybe her tapes can lighten things up. Oh, things are so stressful for everyone else, and she's so bright. It's honestly a relief for me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just so tired lately. I needed a part of this to go nicely again. I know, I know, I can't really check out if a patient is having it rough. I just have to deal. Now, maybe this is a good lesson for me to learn. I, I don't know. Now, let's do one of Nora's tapes. I need to hear how she's doing. So what if it's my fourth whiskey of the evening? And at this point, I'm not even sure why. I don't want to leave my room. How foolish is that? Spend over a week locked in a closet, and yet here I am. Now I wanted to leave my room. At least it's bigger than a closet, I guess. I just... I don't, I don't want to go out there and see them. Not until they catch who killed the captain. I talked to the officer, I gave him my story, but what if the Abiati saw me with him? What if they think I squealed? I can't take hiding like this. I should just find them and talk to them. I mean, if they're gonna kill me, they'll do it either way, right? Liz Edmund, are you in? What the hell? Yeah, give me a second. <coughs> Doctor, what are you doing here? I want to offer my deepest apologies. It takes me some time to get through the tapes, and I only just listened to yours about your, uh, situation. May I come in? Uh, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. You're a bit late, you know that, right? Yes, uh, that's why I wanted to come apologize in person. These tapes are not instantaneous, and I have no way of hearing them until you give them to me. But I still wish I had a way where I could have been able to help you. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm out. I'm safe. They didn't hurt me, just like I said. Miss Edmund, uh, being held captive for a period of time can affect anyone. It does not make you weak to be affected by this. I said I'm fine. It was stressful, I'll give you that. I'm fine now, and I don't need you to fuss over me. Miss Edmund, this is my job. It's not a fuss. Will you at least let me perform a basic check on your well-being, please? I guess. I'm turning the tape off. I don't need anybody else hearing this. Nora. God. Poor Nora. I was so happy she was back. I didn't even think about the time that had passed or her situation. And God, this is all just too much. Now, maybe the others were right and I should give this up. This is like witnessing a slow death, knowing the destination and watching the torture until it gets there. But uh, wouldn't you want someone to know what happened to you? A, a whole ship of people, a whole ship of lives, all swept under the rug when they disappeared. I'd be furious if that happened to me. I have to keep going. For their sake, it's, it's the right thing to do. All right. Dr. Weissman says I've got to do these more, and that I should talk about more than just Marshall. 
They got me thinking a lot, really. I do talk a lot about Marshall. I mean, I love him, but I can't remember the last time I thought about just me. I mean, I'm really liking the shows here, and ever since Edith told me the truth, I feel like we're closer than ever. Who knew all it took was some shameful secret to make me start finally seeing her like an adult? She's not such a bad person, but she just gets my goat sometimes. But I guess I like that. I like having someone I don't have to censor myself around, don't have to be careful or polite. Edith knows the worst of me and is still my best friend. I reckon I should be more appreciative of that. Well, that was sweet, at least. Ugh, I don't want to jinx it, so let's go to Aiden next. I know he's not going to be chipper, really, but I am really curious about how he's doing. Well, they finally released me. I mean, I guess they had to with it not being my fault and all. They left me out long enough to do the funeral, but then the damn cop held me for a bit more questioning. I'm grateful for that little lass that I think Dr. Weissman called her Nora. I should go thank her personally. If she hadn't spoken up, it'd still be locked up. I'm sure it was scary for her. I mean, what's to stop them from blaming her now? And it's not like they're the best at doing research. And from what I recall, she's a friend of Belinda's. You know, the mistress girls. Ain't nothing about a life that's easy. Still, I owe my freedom to her. Seriously, uh, look, I, I really don't want to. That's fine. Look, I just wanted to say I'm sorry about Colin. I know he was your best friend. Aye, he was in love with you. I know. Uh, anyway, I just want to say if you need anything, let me know, okay? Here. Uh, what's this? Lemon cake. This nice farmer brought it down for you, but couldn't find you. I said I'd bring it to you. Oh. Thank you. I... I better get going. Well, that was bittersweet. My heart breaks for Aiden, but seeing these lower-level passengers looking out for each other, it really gives me hope. I'm not going to assume the cake is from Leo, but... I am going to assume it's from Leo, because that sounds like something he'd do. <laughs> anyway, I'm just glad to see people rallying together to protect each other. Now, let's see, I, uh, I have a Tommy one next. This one's a lot longer than usual, so I'll just listen along with you. First time I tried to load it, it said the file was corrupted or something, but I messed around with it, and I think it's working now, so here we go. Why did I expect any different? She never showed! Mary never fucking showed! This whole dinner was Dr. Wiseman's idea, and all it did was make it perfectly clear what she thinks of us! I don't know what I did. All I wanted to do was have her back. I've done everything I thought I was supposed to do since the day we've met. I hadn't dated really before her, but done everything I could. I guess the thing she wanted to tell me was that she doesn't love me. That's, that's been made abundantly clear now. Perhaps I knew it. And I just wasn't ready to accept it. How can you even love a husband who's never even there? 
This is... This is all my fault. If only I had given her more attention instead of... It would have made no difference. What the hell? Who's there? This is my room and I'll not have some two-bit crook invading my... You. What are you? I'm dreaming. You aren't here. I'm, I'm upset. I fell asleep and, and you're here as some nightmare to scold me. I have haunted the minds of many before you, but I am no nightmare. I've been watching, waiting for your anguish to ripen. What the hell are you talking about? Get out of here! <laughs> you have nothing left, yet still you persist. Listen here, you monster. I'll not tolerate intimidating tactics like... I'm not here to intimidate you, boy. I've shadowed you for some time, in fact. Peeking inside that mind of yours. Cultivating your misery. You've been so entertaining to watch. And I've enjoyed molding you. What do you want? Your heart. I can nearly taste it already. You see, a human's heart tastes different when they experience certain... Emotions. It's a fascinating art. You marinate yourselves in your happiness. Anger. Lust. Sorrow. I've tasted so many. But you, my boy, are so lonely. I've never seen anything like it. It's a tantalizing, deep pain draining your hope. When you see her, your heart races, but not with excitement. Not anymore. Now there's only panic and fear. Every time you see her, you wonder if this will be the last time. You fear that if you don't measure up, that she'll leave you. And she did. This is your final moment and she's abandoned you. You are alone. Put me down! <laughs> A fighter to the very end, I like that. But I've let your heart simmer long enough. I think this will make a fine scene for her to come home to. Hanging yourself in your room. Grief-stricken that Mary stood you up. Her heart will break. And oh, how delicious it will taste. Don't worry. She won't find you mutilated. It'll ruin my fun to give away the game so soon. This ship is a buffet for me, and I'll not be spoiling my meal just yet. I wonder how Mary's heart will taste, tainted with grief. 
I wonder how long I should let her suffer. You're a strong one, boy, I'll give you that. That's what makes this so entertaining for me. I hope the rest of the ship is just as fun. When you only feast every hundred years, you have to make it worth it. Don't you agree? Mary. Enough. I'm hungry. God, oh my god, oh my god, what the fuck was that? It's not, it's not, there's no way that was real. Someone just murdered Tommy and it's, okay. <laughs> I'm really cracking up. I'm going crazy. This is bullshit. No, it's not real. There's no such thing as demons or monsters or anything like that. Fuck. Hello. Max, are you all right? No, I'm not. And I, I can't talk about it. This isn't like you. Tell me what's going on right now. I, I can't. You won't understand. Of course I will. I love you, and the three of us have already been through some weird shit together. I just got done with dinner with my parents. I was calling to tell you I'm heading home. No. What? Don't come to my apartment. Go go to Amelia's. I'll meet you both there. Max, you're really starting to scare me. I'm scared too. Look, I gotta go. I can't do this. Max? Ah, oh, fuck, he left all his equipment on. Wait, wait, is this thing still going? Um, uh, hi, I'm college roommate Eric. Um, here, I'll, I'll add some files to his playlist thing and hope that works. There, I'd say that's a good stopping point, don't you think? I think so, too. All I really have left is the detailing, and I'm... Done. I don't think I'm ready to be done. Reginald, can you keep a secret? Well, I'm really only happy when I'm down here. I love Peter, but sometimes he's... I don't want to think about it. And down here, I have this big, beautiful painting, and I have you, and I have Leo, too. Oh, but Reginald, how terrible is that? I've tried to avoid him, to not speak to him, to not let him be kind to me, but he's just so sweet. He actually considers how I feel, and I can't remember the last time Peter ever did that. It's too scandalous. I could never be seen with a farmer. Everyone already talks about me coming down here enough as it is. They all talk about Peter. They think I've just lost my mind. And I feel like he's starting to believe them. When we first started dating, Peter treated me like a queen. Now sometimes I feel I'm no better than a peasant. But I guess I should work on my own marriage before I go caring about some other man. What is wrong with me? Something is very wrong with me, but 
when I see Leo, I feel all warm and happy. I try not to, but it's there. I wish I could make it stop. Oh, Fiona. I didn't know you were down here. I, um, just felt like getting to a good stopping place so I don't interfere with more construction. Oh, we're almost done. It's fine. Hey, I made some fancy duck dinner upstairs at my cooking class. I know it won't be as fancy as what they make for the passengers, but I brought it down for my dinner. You want to join me? I would really like that. The Blood Crow Stories is produced by Ellie Collins and Scott Moore. Season 1, The SS Utopia, is written by Ellie Collins. Sound production by Scott Moore. Dr. Wiseman is played by David Benedict. Max is played by Evan Ivey. Tommy Washburn is Judson Ragsdale. Mary Washburn is Laura Hauser. Aidan Manis is Joe Ravenson. Fiona Bedivere is Amanda Van Heil. Nora is Emily Thomas. Penny Rutherford is Angel Ash. Leo Moretti is Charlie Close. Additional voices provided by Zachary Vaudo, Audrey Statler, Lindsay Van Pelt, Leif Ballard, Arun Matthew, Daniel Van Heil, Eric Ravenscraft, and Gray Lynn. Subscribe on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice and follow us on Twitter at TBCS Podcast, Instagram at The Blood Crow Stories, and Facebook at facebook.com backslash The Blood Crow Stories. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash the Blood Crow Stories to become a patron and receive behind-the-scenes access, bonus episodes, and monthly chats with cast and crew.